Grab some tea, get comfy, and get ready to kiki with Kariatu as we figure out how to laugh at the past, learn lessons in the present, and live for our future while loving every part of the process. Hey y'all, it's Kariatu and we're back again with season five, episode three. So today I have a very, very special guest. You may have seen some of his work. If you haven't, you need to check him out. He is the GOAT. Okay, he's out here doing his thing and I'm just gonna let him do himself justice and introduce himself. Hey y'all, first off, I wanna say thank you. Um, for even inviting me to this platform. It's always great speaking to you. The few times we've talked, I've always um, I've always felt impacted. Um, so I believe what me um, leaving an impact is a beautiful thing. So yeah, thanks for having me. Um, and to everybody, my name is Miguel or Mises. I'm an entrepreneur in the DMV area. Um, I own and create a business called Meet the Studios, which is essentially a team of creatives. Um, that for creating art that enables people of color to express themselves in a fashion and beauty industry. Yes. Oh, well, thank you for being on the show. I remember when I was planning and I was like, I really hope that he has time to do it. Because when I tell y'all this man is booked and busy, y'all need to get on it because the prices need to go up. Okay. But yeah, thank you. They're going to go up. Oh, period. Y'all heard the man himself. <laughs> But yes, let's get right into the nitty gritty. You know, I like to throw my people on the stage, on the platform so we can talk. So keep in mind throughout this discussion that Miguel is a photographer, okay? But he's also very creative. He's done a lot of different um, types of work in the DMV area in that realm. So Miguel, my first question for you is, where did the name Mises come from? Jeez, I feel like that's, that's everybody's like, first thing <laughs> you don't want to meet me they're like okay why is your name Jesus uh-huh. um, before I ask that when you like be honest with me when you hear the name Jesus like like you can be honest like what comes to your mind Jesus uh, <laughs> actually the first was to get that right but I mean honestly um, when I was in high school I was like heavily influenced by uh, Kanye West mm. um in terms of like fashion, um, art, and you know, just the way he was. And mm-hmm. I used to do like art shows all the time, but I needed to give myself a nickname. So since his name was Jesus, I decided to be, you know, Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. But it came with so many like negative things. Um, I guess you remember, I mean, we didn't really talk like that in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was very like, because of these art shows and the name I made for myself, mm-hmm. um, I was very like arrogant and cocky at times, just like Kanye West. And mm-hmm. you know, I used to be selfish and angry um, all the time. So the name just didn't have like a good connotation to it. But um, I believe it's in 2018 that mm-hmm. I rededicated my life to Christ. Um, and I started walking with him, and as I was walking with him, my character started changing, um, giving my name a new meaning. And one of my friends actually confirmed the new meaning, which now means um, me and Jesus, or Miguel and Jesus. Um, <clears throat> like my walk, like Miguel's walk, which is just, so it's like a daily thing, um, since he basically like 
dictates my actions. Um, I just have to give it like a new meaning. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Okay. We got deep early on in the discussion. I would have never in a million years thought that. Like, it came to my head because I like, like, I'm a words person. So when I hear that, you know, I like play on words. But that's dope. I love how you already have acknowledged some of the main things that we focus on at Crown Corner and through Crown Convos, which is just our journey of just becoming, which is an ongoing journey. Like you said, your walk. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You don't just lift your fingers and just, you know, wake up the next day and you're healed and whole and all of that good stuff. So that right there, oh, this is going to be a good one, y'all. You're actually like the the third person to be able to guess that. I don't know what's wrong, but people usually don't think it's connected to the word Jesus. Like literally... You know, it sounds the same, but anyways. Okay, so my next question for you is kind of just, it's not even a question. I just want you to walk me through your journey of becoming a photographer. How did you fall in love with all things photography? Um, um, Now that I think about it, um, I've always had a camera for Mm -hmm. some reason. Uh, My parents bought me my first camera. Uh, I believe in middle school and you know as an African kid they just forced me to take pictures at church (laughs) Um, but later on I started doing it at school and you know like I said earlier in high school I created a collective name uh, St. Ours and we used to throw uh, art shows Mm -hmm. called the Arcade the Hotspot I don't know if you ever heard of them yeah I remember yeah during that season of my life I would just take pictures of people during the shows Mm -hmm. and take pictures of people in my group um i would grab other creators on free shoots i was just doing anything with the camera honestly but um when i graduated from college i stopped taking pictures um to focus into getting into med school um <clears throat> now fast forward into 2019 uh one of my friends um just a brand called uh mainstream Mm-hmm. And you wanted me to do, so I said, why not? So when I shot it and I posted on the story, everyone liked it. So I started doing it as a hobby again. But this time, um, instead of doing it for free, I charged a small fee mm-hmm. um, because you know I was a broke college student. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time, I was barely making anything. But I honestly didn't care. I just needed the extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, now fast forward into mid-2020, I believe in June, mm-hmm. uh, I started realizing that I have a gift in being able to capture the beauty in people yeah. or bringing out people's confidence while shooting. And to me, um, I believe that any gift that you have should make you fruitful around other people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, to be used as a blessing to other people. So when I realized this, um, when I realized it was a God-given gift and people were actually blessed through my photography, um, I decided to turn it into a business out of obedience um, towards God um, because um, one of the best ways you can honor God is by using His gifts to bless His people. So I think around June, I turned it into a business. Wow, just June? I feel like you've been in the game for like ever. Okay. Nah, it, it was just, I was just, I was just a... a doing it as a hobby honestly Mm -hmm. that's that's dope though so i really want to touch on the fact that you have a team like you mentioned earlier because i think a lot of people 
um, with the way that things are going around us and um, a lot of people are tapping into their different talents and interests and starting different brands, a lot of people are doing it alone or feel like they have to do it alone. And with something like photography, it's so much that goes into it that I think a lot of people don't get or understand. People just, you know, understand it as like a one-way interaction like okay you take the picture and then you know it gets uploaded they don't see the process in between so they don't think about things like you know makeup and all of that stuff and how it all has to be cohesive so why did you decide to create a team and shout your team out for us real quick um shout out to Adam Stasis uh, Majestic Lux um Kid and Box my aunt Adidra and my assistant yeah. So the thing about a team is honestly I didn't think I would need a team, but because of the type of photography that I do, uh, which is beauty and fashion, um I need a crew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like I need a team um that's hungry to do um to be the best at what they do. Um I just need I just needed people that would be able to just like wake up at any time and just create with me. Mm-hmm. Like to just wake up literally every day and um, just create. So it's like, if I have a certain um, concept that I want to bring to life, you know, it's easy for me to just sit on my team rather than me going on social media to look for a makeup artist mm-hmm. or a hairstylist or a videographer. You know, having a team just makes it easy for you to just put your ideas to life. So I would, I would just suggest um, to every photographer that's trying to get in the um, beauty fashion industry specifically to form a team. Um, it just makes it easy for you. Um, mm. And then most of the time, you're, you know, you're collabing on ideas. Yeah. Um, so you don't really have to spend a lot of money paying for makeup artists to do something or hairstylists so it's mostly just collabs that's dope I like that so I want to know how you tapped into beauty and fashion because as a male I think that it's very interesting how you're able to I know you you take pictures of everyone but I am you know a woman so I love to look at all the different um things that you put together the different concepts that you all bring to life with these beautiful women as a guy like how did that become your niche um honestly i've done every kind of photography mm-hmm. and i noticed that i like to be in control of my creativity mm-hmm. um because i think that honestly at every single photo shoot that i've done um, I've gotten nervous. Like every time I go to a photo shoot, I'm actually nervous. <laughs> like literally every single shoot that I go to, I'm nervous. And if you've ever planned an event or a party or anything, you notice mm-hmm. that at times it's hard to have everything under control. Yeah. Or for everything that was planned. And it's the same thing with photography. Um, at events, I honestly don't have control. I'm always being pulled in every direction. Mm-hmm. That's why I did not You know, I like to be in control. Um, with family portraits, you never know what to expect. Yeah. You know, you're working with different kinds of personalities at the same time. Um, 
when it comes to babies, yeah, they're cute, but they're fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just scared that something might happen, or even a splash literally make a baby go blind. Mm-hmm. If it's too strong. Um, but with beauty and fashion, I have more control of our environment. Um, and I also noted that a lot of photographers don't know how to capture dark skin properly. Or edit black people properly um, mm-hmm. in the industry. So one of my goals is just to change that. Like if you see, a lot of them just make people of color look ashy mm-hmm. or purple or red. And um, one of my goals is to literally change that. Oh, well, you just threw us right into the deep end. I'm so glad you did because our very first episode was based around the colorism conversation, especially within the DMV and being as though we're both DMV natives. From a photographer's standpoint, my question, I guess, would be, how do you notice colorism within your field? Other than, you know, what you just stated with a lot of photographers not knowing how to um, properly capture melanated skin within my field um in the beauty industry i feel like yeah honestly colorism is an extreme like issue um it's underrated mm-hmm. and not talked enough especially in my field um as a beauty and fashion photographer mm-hmm. um, i feel like there's a lot of privilege um towards people that may look a little more lighter than others mm-hmm. um Brands and creatives, I feel like the brands and some creatives, someone that may may or may not um, be close to white seems more socially acceptable. And when you look back in terms of, you know, um, 400 years ago, you see that um, lighter skinned people of color would be um, perceived as house slaves. But when you look at movies and the you see how uh, more um, darker skinned women are being deemed as, you know, either loud or ratchet, mm-hmm. you know, and these stereotypes um, have been implemented into like, how we choose who we want to represent our brand. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of been an implemented bias that we've kind of set for ourselves, like in today's society, mm-hmm. or, you know, even especially in the DMV, um, you will see people's brands um, being represented by a specific skin tone mm-hmm. um, and honestly I feel like it's um, because of insecurities um, people feel like if they don't shoot a specific you know, color the brand will most likely not blow mm-hmm. or most likely not gain more exposure um, because of these stereotypes yeah See, that's, that's, that's my thing. It's like from the outside looking in being um, of a darker complexion, I look at it as like, I was talking to my friends not too long ago. I'm like, it must be harder or something. It must require a little bit more skill to really, you know, capture and edit darker skin the way everyone's running away from it. So, of course, I'm just speaking off of emotion and just being over it. So from your professional standpoint, is it more difficult or is it does it require a different level of skill to successfully capture and edit darker skin yeah yeah definitely um one thing i was gonna say is that even my makeup artist sometimes tells me how like how some makeup brands don't cater to mm-hmm. 
and women, you know, with the eyeshadow products, the foundation, yeah. colors, like that. So, honestly, I just learned by observing my makeup artist. Um, yeah. As she's doing makeup, I'm, you know, I'm in a studio, I'm just observing. Yeah, um, yeah so I honestly just learned by observing them. Um, um, it's like, you know, as a beauty and fashion photographer, you have to be, like, really good at retouching and when you're retouching um nine out of ten times you're also doing the makeup so you kind of have to know how to do makeup mm-hmm. you know how to blend it correctly and a lot of photographers um mm-hmm. don't know anything about makeup like i feel like as photographers we also need to learn a little bit about makeup to know how to properly edit how to properly you know, there's a there's a there's a technique called dodge and burn um, mm-hmm. when you touch um how to properly dodge and burn models how to properly color grade them mm-hmm. so they don't look ashy or red or you know yeah so they look natural um gotcha yeah so to my answer is to just you know just learn how to do makeup honestly gotcha. you know, I have to learn everything but the the, uh, the basics <laughs> Yeah, the Yeah, that's. Gotcha. That's dope. That's a good perspective. Thank you for that because I was child. I'm over it. Okay, so hopefully somebody that needs to be listening out there is listening right now. Yeah. But to tap into more of the personal side, what are some changes or sacrifices you had to make in your personal life due to your profession? Um, some changes I had to make in my personal life. Honestly, I feel like it's a good or bad thing and bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm so busy creating all the time, I barely have like any time to do anything with my friends mm-hmm. or family. You know, like my peers are going to events, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't because I'm always creating. I'm always like managing my business. Yeah. I'm always trying to find ways to get better. So. I'm always busy. At the same time, um, it made me more intentional with my friendships. Um, because when I create time to hang out with my friends and family, I actually make sure I make the most of it you know, by being as intentional as I can with them. Um, actually checking, checking in on them. So, and um, I've also had to implement um like a kind of like a social media fast mm-hmm. um, like the end of every month um because I should be having on social media but yeah. in a field that I'm in you know staying on it for a long period of time starts creating like comparison like you know mm-hmm. start comparing yourself to other photographers um it's not really like a healthy state of mind that I want to be in Gotcha. That's healthy. I love that. I love how you're taking time out to still maintain your mental because I know like right now you're literally, even though I feel like, you know, you just started really in your niche, um, even though you've been taking photos and, and been in the creative world for a while, you skyrocketed, I feel like almost overnight. Like you're, you, you've reached numbers that a lot of people. Oh my God, man. Like, 
honestly, like, I can't really explain it. Um, it's, it's literally just God. It's, you know, it's God's grace. Um, it's something that cannot be explained. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of people doing what I do. Um, but they're not getting the same equal amount of reaction. So I feel like, honestly, it's just God. Um, yeah for sure I just wanted to acknowledge that too because it's like sometimes a lot of people they get a vision or they get um they feel like they found their purpose but they don't put in the work behind it and they kind of just want to just you know have a free for all and think that everything's going to just happen but it takes consistency and hard work for you to reach yeah the it that takes you reach this far. discipline yeah discipline you know uh consistency so like I think with me um kind of realize that I need to choose what I want most over what I want now and mm. when I started realizing that I had to make sacrifice so many things like I said earlier like I had to um, sacrifice the parties you know the events um, the kickbacks even though I don't really like you know things like that anymore but I had to sacrifice things um, mm-hmm. just to kind of hone and get better at my craft so I how, feel like that's something that people don't realize um, that sacrifice. So how would you say that, or let me not even assume that this has happened, but has the dynamic of any of your relationships between friends, family, significant others, whomever, changed since you've been in business? If so, how? Um, <clears throat> honestly, um, it got better. You know, starting a business is never an easy task. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of days where um, I just feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and frustrated and even more. But, um, you know, I really thank God for my friends because they're always there to kind of lift me up, um, encourage me and keep me grounded throughout the process. Um, you know, a lot of them even come to my students to assist me when my assistant is not available. And, you know, I think it's important to have those type of people mm-hmm. in your corner, people that can even hold you accountable to your goals, mm-hmm. your ambitions. Um, so, like, um, ever since I've started the business, it's literally strengthened my relationship with my friends even more. Um, it's like, I'm not the only business owner and my circle so like all my friends they either have a business or they're trying to get one so mm-hmm. when we launches a business we start holding each other accountable like we start pushing each other um to not give up start encouraging each other so now it definitely made it better that's so dope because i know a lot of people that aren't surrounded by like-minded individuals would have a totally yeah. different answer because then people will have that like you know they are a little envious or they just simply don't understand that world because it is a whole nother world um so i love that for you i love the fact that you have like-minded individuals surrounding you because i'm sure that yeah. you know, like you say you guys help each, help one another to grow and to reach you know your goals so i really love that i'm listen i encourage everybody out there that's doing something bigger than my bigger than yourself to find a community of people that is doing something or on their way to something greater because then you'll be like Miguel and you'll have stronger bonds and relationships. <laughs> that definitely helps. You need that accountability. Yeah. Um, 
just need people to hold you accountable. Um, <clears throat> whenever you feel, you know, discouraged, because, you know, this business stuff is really not as easy as social media makes it. Mm-hmm. Really not. Okay, so I heard you mention earlier um, that you were doing pre-med. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, child, okay, I'm going to be praying for you for sure. So how is that juggling your academic life and life as an entrepreneur? Um, so I actually switched my major. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not in pre-med uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's what most African parents kind of force their kids to do. But Ooh. yeah, to be pre-med, um, I switched to um, now. Um, it's kind of a mixture of computer science and um, IT. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of like juggle my personal life, um, pre-med and photography, um, I had to set like a lot of systems in place um, within my business. I had to set like a whole bunch of systems um in place so there's certain times that um I don't pick up calls um there's things that I don't do like my policy the my policy page on my website actually structured and catered towards my academic success um so there's you know a fixed amount of pictures I can edit at a time um I don't edit on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, which gives me time to catch up on school. Mm-hmm. Um, to just strategically just study. Um, I can catch up. Um, like people would want me to get more pictures, they would have to pay an extra that and see, you know. Mm-hmm. To be able to like juggle both, you just have to create a system that works for you. A system that can push this, you know, in a position where you do not burn out. Um, like I mentioned earlier, at the end of the month, I do a success. Yeah. Just to kind of recoup, like reconnect myself. Um, just kind of like flush like every negative thoughts or anything. That's kind of like... Um, kind of like frustrating me or causing stress you know within my business um to kind of like balance both you have to you know set the system in place like within your business uh things that you do things that you don't do you know because at the end of the day school comes first it sure does no that's right that's the, that boundaries conversation that I always encourage people to have like setting those boundaries between you and between your clients or potential clients I think that's literally what yeah. you just described because if you don't if you don't set them boundaries man clients will literally take advantage of you like clients will literally take advantage of you um I remember uh I remember um and I have issues all the time with people mm-hmm. it's like unprepared um but I remember like I had one client. Um, I decided not to read my policy. Um, ain't no, some clients, they just don't read a, your policy and then try to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. So, like, on my website, it makes you read my policy three times before you book. 
Mm. And some people just skip through it. And the reason why I made it three times, you know, for my own well-being, yeah. you know, just so that some people don't skip like specific things mm-hmm. that I kind of cater to help me with my academic, you know, success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this client, I remember um, I had a client that DM me saying, um, when are you free to shoot? You know, didn't even introduce yourself. You know, I don't even do DMs, but whatever. Um, and then I replied, still replied. Um, I introduced myself. I redirected her to the email. She still kept DMing me right after. I said, I don't you know, do DMs. Through, I, I don't do business through DMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, go look at the website and email me for additional questions. Um and then he just kept asking questions, so I stopped DMing. Next week, I look at my calendar, and I see that she booked me. Mm-hmm. I'm still in a studio with five outfits, mm-hmm. and I told her that, you know, my website says $25 per additional outfit. Mm-hmm. And that's like she, doesn't, she didn't hear me. After the shoot, my assistant sent her um, an email with a turnaround. Now, on my policy, it says seven to ten business days. Mm-hmm. This gives me time to, you know, do my homework, yeah. uh, focus on exams, and then um, edit your pictures without rushing. Yeah. Um, and she just replied saying, yeah, she's not okay with how expensive the balance is, and her birthday is in three days. And that if she knew it would take seven to ten business days, she wouldn't have done a shoot. I'm just like, it's an policy mm-hmm. and a pack. Though. The policy said that, you know, if you want your pictures done um, quicker, you have to pay an expedited fee. Mm-hmm. So, and she's like, can you just do it because it's my birthday? Not a birthday gift. Not a birthday gift. So, yeah, like, you can see that if you don't, set like systems in place mm-hmm. like clients will literally take advantage of you mm-hmm. and you know that will literally cause you stress mm-hmm. when you know how hard school is already you know yeah yeah you just gotta set some systems in place um set boundaries um one thing one thing that i'm actually gonna stop doing in 2021 is the dms i cannot i know that's right i can't face the dms like it's it's really unprofessional <laughs> this point just start ignoring them like she did even though she still ain't read the policy she surely did go through and book because at that point it's like people want you to bend the rules for them everybody feels like they're special and they're you know the only person in the world that needs your services so yeah it's it's really hard um because sometimes you just kind of like sometimes uh when people just DM me like if you introduce yourself like okay my name is this Mm-hmm. Right, it motivates me to actually want to help. But people just people would just DM me and just say, "Hey," or "Yo," or <laughs> "Yo, I'm trying to book." Yo, you free right. tomorrow? You know I'm saying like it doesn't really motivate. Um, yeah, it doesn't set a good tone. I feel that. Yeah. Okay, this has been an amazing discussion thus far. I've learned so much, um, and you've given a lot of advice. But I will say that if there's anything else that you, you know, might have missed that you wanted to tell the world, tell our audience, tell your audience and your supporters, now would be the time to do so. 
words that I would give to um, any upcoming photographer is, you know, your price ready and your price is a good way to instantly pick the type of clients you want to offer talent and, en- and energy to. Yeah, um, because your price is literally going to dictate the people you put your energy to. And um, I would just encourage you to just get better at your craft, at your craft and, you know, bring your prices up. Um, it will quickly differentiate from the rest and um, put you in a better position to um, reach your goal. Um, whatever, whatever your goal is in the industry. That is so good. Y'all heard him, okay? He done dropped a lot of gems. So if y'all need to go back and listen again and write some things down, I encourage you to do so because along with God's favor and Miguel's work, he has been able to exceed, I'm sure, his expectations that he's had for himself and his brand. And this is our very first feature and episode of the new year. So happy new year to you all. Happy new years. Yes. Thank you so, so, so much again, Miguel, for agreeing to come on um, to our podcast and share some of your wisdom with us and your story. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Oh, of course. Anytime. You can come on back. I'm going to go ahead and make sure I get my coins together so I can book when I come back home. Okay. (laughs) I'm looking forward to working with you. Have an amazing rest of your day. And I'm wishing you nothing but more success in this upcoming year. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Bye. Until next time.